We're on the battlefield for Jesus. Come and join us in the fight. We're marching against Satan, and we're standing for what's right. We won't desert nor surrender. We are soldiers till we die. We're on the battlefield for Jesus. Victory is our battle cry. We're on the battlefield for Jesus. Come and join our happy throng. We're blood-washed, born-again believers, and we sing a joyful song. King Jesus is our mighty captain, and it's him we shall obey. We're on the battlefield for Jesus, winning souls for Christ today. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. We're on the battlefield for Jesus. Come and join us in the fight. Though the enemy be all around us, we shall not be put to flight. By faith we know we have the victory, and no matter what the cost, we will fight to rescue hopeless sinners. Not a soul must ever be lost. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood.
Oh, how well do I remember when our family used to sing. We'd smile and raise our voices to the King of Kings. We sang about our Savior and His everlasting love. And we sang about those mansions He's preparing above. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. My mother sang the alto, my dad played his guitar. We never used the music cause we knew each song by heart. I tried to sing the tenor. And me, I sang the bass. We could see the joy of Jesus shining on every face. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. I memorized each melody, I learned to sing each part. The message of that music found a home deep in my heart. I still love to praise my Savior, I still sing for Him today. All those hymns I learned at Father's Knee will never fade away. Amazing grace, how firm a foundation, all hail the power of Jesus' name. When we all get to heaven and we gather round the throne, I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. I'll still love to sing those good old hymns we sang back home. Amen. All right, let's see. How about another one here? I am looking to Jesus, giving all in the race, pressing upward to gain the heavenly prize. Faithful men are my witness who have struggled and died, and they watch from the grandstand in the skies.
join with the faithful Joseph, followed behind. Moses ran with the mighty men of old. There was David and Daniel, then came Peter and Paul. Now they chant as they run on streets of gold. Amen. OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Paths Baptist Church in Northfield, Minnesota, and we are live here. It is 2.03 p.m. Central Time. And uh, wow, uh, busy weekend for us. Uh, we had a busy Sunday, of course, and I had a busy weekend starting Friday. I was busy uh, finishing up the recording for the Coliseum. And getting that all taken care of there with the Coliseum and my vocal part anyway, the that part. And now we're going to get to production here with putting it all together and, and, and hopefully, Lord willing, we'll have that ready by April, the 1st of April. Uh, and uh, boy, you know, you think about the Super Bowl and all that kind of stuff and boy, you... The timing of it would have been great, but then people wouldn't have watched it anyway because they're so full of the nonsense that they can't they can't break free from it. But anyway, uh, but hopefully now people will see it and uh, and they will follow it. And uh, yeah, so I'm at Walmart. I'm walking out of the parking lot, and all of a sudden, somebody in shades pulls up. In, a, in an unidentified, unmarked vehicle and pulls right up, just right up to me there and scares me. I Look, I got a lot of people mad at me right now. So she pulls up there, boom, it's Becca. And she pulls up there and she's got her shades on and she, her and Summer, and they pull up there and I'm like, whoa, what was that? I didn't recognize her. So anyway, her and Summer got a big kick out of that. Boy, they, she, she said next time she's not going to do that though. Boy, don't be sneaking up on me like that. In some unmarked vehicle like that, man. I, I'm thinking, I'm looking around. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here, man? I'm, I'm waiting for it. So, anyway, I hope you're doing well here. Looks like there's 70 people on here right now. Lots of people on chat right now. And I I was waiting for it. Ross Duncan, I was waiting for the Jesuit assassination squad. I was waiting for it after that broadcast on Saturday about giants 
and the Smithsonian cover-up, man. I'm telling you. And what we're going to talk about here today. Right? So. Look, anybody's dangerous if they're driving a vehicle and they can run you over. I don't care how little they are. Right? I... I definitely stirred it up here today, man, or this weekend. But anyway. So, we recorded that Coliseum on Friday. Saturday, uh, I just did some studying, and I, I don't even remember everything I did on Saturday. But anyway. And then, Sunday... Decided to, I preached in the morning. I was like, we're going. So we took off down there to that event down there. And boy, those folks make such a ruckus. Online, that is. They don't come and see you face to face. Except one beta male did when he was walking down the sidewalk. I told him he was a wimp, man. He was mad because we had signs out there against abortion. He was really angry about that. But one of the scariest things, one of the scariest things, out there right now is the wholesale antichrist propaganda. Now remember that the antichrist propaganda is not to erase Christ. It's to bring about a false Christ. And that's exactly what happened at the Super Bowl. That's exactly what happened in the convert in the in the uh, commercials. First John chapter two, verse number 18. Oh, by the way, before I get into that, before I get started, Pastor Jeffrey said that he secured a, a church building for us to meet in. So he said we'll be able to have Sunday services there, it looks like, and also Wednesday night services. 
So, praise the Lord for that. It looks like that's going to work out fine. Um, so you pray for us. As we continue to get that all figured out. Looking forward to that. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, it seems like it's far away, but you know what? We're we're almost halfway through February. Literally, we're halfway through February. Almost in a couple days. By the end of this week, we'll be over halfway through February. So March is coming here quicker than we think. And you got April, then you got May. 16th, we take off. I'm telling you, it goes fast. So, nope, I have some, I have some cough drops here. Thank you. My voice is pretty rough. I guess it's because I don't give it any breaks. And then as I pastor and if something comes up and I got to take care of it, I'm talking for hours on the phone. So. And let me just say. That that amp. That amp, wow, did that work good. Oh, my goodness. When I did all liars on that amp, (laughs) we did. told you it was loud man was it loud it was loud (laughs) that amp I'm telling you that new amp we got is loud It, it it you wait man oh man There were people in their houses two blocks away. <laughs> two blocks away. In there, they're like, I'm two blocks away. Who's the who's the crazy guy yelling out there about God? And all of them on the concerned citizens of Steel County go, oh. That's Jason Cooley. That's who it is. I'm like, it's not just me. 
It's 16 other guys. You'll get to hear it. We have it. We'll put it on. I couldn't get the cuss words blotted out blotted out from the guy that was cussing at me, so Andrew's going to work on that. We got it in time. Otherwise, I'd have showed you a clip today, but it's got the F-bomb in it. Man, was that funny. Not him cussing, but it was funny the... The way that amp bounced off the. And what they said about that. Who's that? Who's that guy talking religion? I can hear him two blocks away in my house. Oh, that was funny, man. It was a blessing that they I'm glad they broke our amp. I'm so glad they broke the hailer because we bought that thing and it's got a head on it like this, man. It just boom. So I'm, I'm glad they did. It was a blessing. And we got to move on. So anyway, you pray for us about Canada and all that. The Lord's provision for us. We'll need some places to stay and a few other things like that along our way, not in Canada, but on the way back out of Canada and for the research that we're doing in Pennsylvania and for up in New England. So anyway, definitely use your prayers for all that. Yeah, one guy said he worked third shift and I woke him up. Yeah. Well, he needs woke up. He's in trouble. He's going to die and go to hell. So, anyway. Now we come to he gets us. The Super Bowl, right? That's just part of it. There was such an anti-Christ the most dangerous kind. You might think, listen to me, friend. Let me put me in the wide shot here. Listen, friend. You may think that it's more dangerous to hear pagans and witches talk. Open pagans and witches, okay? Open heathens and witches talk. It is, of course. But the most dangerous of all, the most dangerous of all is the Antichrist. Is the Antichrist is misrepresenting Jesus Christ. Presenting another Christ that is not found in the word of God. Except under the Antichrist. The man of sin, the son of perdition. Who Christ is and the Christ that you believe in should be found in the New Testament. And today they want to misrepresent Christ. And make him some jolly fruit loop. 
some sin-accepting jolly fruit loop, some metrosexual pervert. Some Santa Claus on SlimFast. First John 2.18 says, Little children, it is the last time. As ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now, I want to play this clip for you here, and you've seen it before. You've heard it before, I mean. But I want to play it for you. But my friends, we see a judgment coming. This is representative of the God of the Bible and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I'll show you their version. We see the terror of the Lord coming in judgment that he's going to bring down upon mankind. We have seen this judgment in the past. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Genesis 6:13. And God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Do you understand this is the terror of the Lord? That word terror means judgment as well. It gives the idea of a judgment. You fear the righteous judge. Do you understand? Who is this God that they're preaching today? Who is this God when they snidely walk by you when you preach the Bible to them and they say, God is love. God is love. Who is this God that destroyed the whole world? Who is this God that listened and heard the cries of man as he wept and he screamed and he was drowning with water in his lungs? Therefore, know we the terror of the Lord. We know the terror of the Lord. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord. Where was that terror? That terror was seen when he destroyed the very creation that he made with his own hands. The very creation that he spoke into existence. The very man that he breathed into the nostrils, the breath of life. He filled those nostrils with water and drowned them in their own destruction. Do you understand that's the terror of the Lord? Do you understand that's the same God? Who is this God that they preach as we go out on the streets and we hear them proclaim? Who is this God that Billy Graham and these other devils preach? This God with no terror. This God that is just a joke. This God that's not angry at anybody. This God that's not judging anybody. God looked at his own creation and said, I will destroy you. And he not only said he would destroy them, he did destroy them. He drowned the whole world in a flood. Do you understand this is that same God that I preach to you? This is that same God that is in this book that is the terror of the Lord? This is the terror of the Lord. They didn't think of the terror of the Lord, did they? I suppose when... Noah entered the ark, and God shut the door behind him, and they felt a little mist on their face. I suppose they mocked and laughed at the man that went into the door of that ark. I suppose they laughed, and they mocked at him, and they shook their fist and laughed and said, There is no judgment coming. There is no judgment. God is love. 
God is love. God is love. God is love. And then when they felt a sprinkle on their face, and when they seen raindrops come down and rain come down, and then when they seen the windows of the uh, the, the the windows of heaven open, and then when they seen the, the the flood, when they seen the fountains of the deep broke up, and the world was beginning to flood, and they watched those around them drown, and they ran to the mountains, and they flee to the mountains to get on top of the mountains to stay alive, just like they will do in this apocalypse that will come. They will do the same thing as God is ready to bring judgment down. They will try to get themselves to the tallest mountain. They will try to escape as far away from the wrath of God as they can, and it will do them no good, because the terror of the Lord will come for them, because God is a terror. You want to know a terrorist that strikes terror in the heart of man? It is God who is the greatest terrorist of all, who will strike the fear into man's heart. And let me just tell you something. I don't need to stand here and defend him either, because he is just and holy to strike fear and terror in the hearts of creation that rebelled against him, that shook their fists at him, that laughed at all his warnings, that mocked him. Almost nine years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long. I preached it before then. Aaron made a clip of that years ago. I think I probably preached it. I don't know when I preached that that sermon. I'm not sure when that was exactly, but uh, it was maybe before that by, I don't know, maybe a couple months or a month or a week. I, I don't know. But anyway, it was it was around that time. And uh, 2015, hard to believe it's been nine years uh, but um, nearly nine years. And uh, anyway, I show you that because the God that is being represented by these people is Antichrist. The Christ that they're trying to show is not the Christ of the Bible. It's a different one. There's an agenda. There's a de- an agenda to deceive the masses. Okay. So let's start out with this group called He Gets Us. I think I showed you something from them last year. And they totally misrepresent Christ here, right? And Jesus watched the feet of friends and enemies. No, he didn't. Unless you're talking about Judas, who was one of his disciples. Which there's... I I haven't looked at the, the account, but... I couldn't remember if he left or not at that point. Because Jesus said, if, if I wash thee not, thou, thou hast no part with me. But this is their example. This is their lies. Jesus didn't wash the feet of unrepentant sinners that were living in wickedness and vileness against him. And that were angry with that were the enemies of God. Ask me what you know is true. Don't have to tell you. I love your precious heart. You were there. 
Now, it wouldn't be unusual for me to see a Catholic priest wash the feet of a straight-up sod. Like, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, that shouldn't surprise anybody. But look what they say. Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. He gets us, all of us. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. So they misrepresent him. Let's look at what John 13 says. Now, before the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own, which were in that world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand, and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from supper, laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. And he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with a towel therewith, he was girded, wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is all clean ever wit, but is clean ever wit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments, he was set down again and said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me master and lord, and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then, your lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do, as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that is sent him. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. I speak not of you all. I know I, I, whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. So he's acknowledging Judas. He's acknowledging who they are. Right? It's an abortion clinic. If you're wondering what that was on one of those, it's an abortion clinic. That's what the deal is. Absolute satanic symbolism. Right? It's the goal of the Antichrist movement. Right? It's it's the goal of the Antichrist movement. This is what they do. This is what they believe. Okay? This is the Jesus that they believe in. Who is a false antichrist. Okay? 
That's who he is. Okay, this is this is who this is. Ed Stetzer. Ed Stetzer's Super Bowl, he gets us commercial, is the most blasphemous one, yet depicts Jesus as affirming homosexuals and abortion. See? See what they're doing? Hey! Jesus is okay with you murdering your baby. I'll wash your feet. Oh, you just had an abortion? Let me wash your feet. Right? There you go. Last year, the dissenter reported on proposed partnerships between the Southern Baptist Convention's North American Mission Board, NAMB, and a heretical evangelism ministry called He Gets Us. He Gets Us, as we demonstrate, is not only a gay-affirming ministry that will help you find a pro-LGBTQ church, but it also preaches a false gospel of inclusivism. It's a PR campaign. For Jesus that attempts to make Jesus more palatable to the world. NAM, which is led by Kevin Etzel, has a historical pattern of partnering with organizations without doing his due diligence. I don't think he really cares. I think he does it on purpose. He plants churches with women pastors in opposition to the SBC statement of faith. Who he is, right? He gets us. And I agree with the dissenter. It's stupid. It's just plain stupid, but it's propaganda. It's a little Marxist, Antichrist, propaganda piece. Right? But it's the same one as the Super Bowl, or it's the same one as the Hallow app, the the Jesuit Antichrist. Right? Right? That's who they are. It's a dangerous, dangerous propaganda. All of this proven in their latest commercial, which aired during the Super Bowl last night. The He Gets Us campaign, which Stetzer is highly involved in, isn't even hiding it anymore. The commercial depicts Jesus washing the feet of homos, people at the abortion clinics, and every other sin. And then ends with the caption, Jesus didn't teach hate. He washed feet. Now, what is that propaganda? Here it is. If you preach against homosexuality, 
It's because you hate them. If you preach against abortion, it's because you hate women. If you preach against transgenders, it's because you hate them. So have no opinion, have no convictions on what is right and wrong, clearly from the scriptures. But only walk around with this, with this lovey-dovey ideology, right? They don't want you, right? They don't want you to have an to have biblical convictions. Not just an opinion, but biblical convictions. They don't want you to have them. You're not allowed to have them. Right? Because you're supposed to have the Marxist Antichrist. That's who you're supposed to have. They present to you a Marxist Antichrist, right? That's who they present to you. A Jesus that's not mad about anything, that doesn't hate anything, that's not angry with anything. Right? And that just walks around loving everybody. I can't help it. It does remind me of this, and I have to play it again. I know I've played it before, but I, I can't help it. So, Bart, you know how it's like super sad that we've been all divided for like a thousand years? Yes, this is super sad. Well, I think it would be awesome if we could become united again, so I wrote this new song to help make that happen. You want to hear it? Uh, sure. Okay, here it goes. In the land of lovely loving, it is lovely to be loved, as we love within communion on this lovely winged dove. And the day of painful waiting for this love is finally done As we sit and love together in the warm and loving sun Hey, that was pretty good, right? Um... I bet if you sing it with me, we'll finally be united again. Look, Frank, I appreciate the gesture, but unless you're willing to reevaluate your position on the number one issue that keeps us divided, I'm pretty sure that singing together about sunshine and lollipops isn't going to accomplish very much. Aw, oh, come on, Brosif of Arimathea. Quit harshing my ecumenical mellow and give it a try already. All right, fine. In the land of lovely loving, it is lovely to be loved As we love within communion on this lovely winged dove And the day of painful waiting for this love is finally done Because you finally conceded that the Bishop of Rome is the head of the church by divine right And that you must accept my authority in order to be a part of the one true church Unity achieved No, that doesn't count! Oh, <laughs> every 
every time, every time they talk about lo that lovey-dovey stuff, it's all I can think about is stuff like this, man. It's just absolutely hilarious. This song is so funny. All right. Anyway, so this is their lovey-dovey stuff, right? Fake is all get out. I told the lady, she goes, I'm glad I left the IFB church because I seen what you did out there. Preaching against abortion and all that stuff. And I'm just glad I'm not a part of that church anymore because. I don't know. We're all mean or something. And I said, well, let me tell you something, mean Gene. No, I didn't say that. I said, lady. You're going to be the first one to put to death Christians as soon as you're going to stand in line with the sword to chop their heads off as soon as you get a chance to. You'll be the first one to persecute real Christians. The first. The most dangerous people you know are those anti-Christ little devils that never get saved and they went up through the church. Man, they become the biggest enemies of all righteousness. I tell children in our church... I, I, I've told them this before, and I'll tell them again. If you, don't, if you don't get saved by the grace of God, if you're not truly converted by the Spirit of God and of the power of God in your life, I'll be the biggest enemy you ever had. You'll hate my guts. You'll grow up to hate me. If you rebel against God, you'll hate my guts. That's just fact, friend. That's what it is. I tell them that. My own children. It's just the truth, friend. If you're around the truth and you never come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and beg God to show you the Savior and you're not born again with a changed heart and life, you'll grow up to hate. You just will. You'll grow up to hate the Lord, hate God's people. Right? So anyway, here you go. Here you have it, these sinister devils presenting an antichrist. But wait, there's more. You know, there's a lot more when it comes to that. Because these people these churches out there. Before I get to the Roman Catholic, I'll spend the next hour at the top of the hour. At the top of the hour. <laughs> I'll spend uh, that hour dealing with the Roman Catholic Jesuit Jesus. But let me find. Let me find me article. Because I didn't put that in there, but I. I'm going to, oh, I know it's here. Uh, let me see. There it is right there. All right. Right. Here it is. Here's another example of this. Churches. What were churches doing? Well, what were churches doing? They were fighting around. That's what they were doing. 
Were they out doing what they were supposed to be doing, preaching, holding church services? Nope, they were pretty much fighting around. That's what they were doing the whole time. That's that's really that's what they were doing. Look, here's an example of that. Life Church. Life Church to exegete the Super Bowl commercials instead of scripture on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Right? In our modern world where the lines between secular amusement and what presents itself as church is increasingly blurred, Life Church under the leadership of Craig Groeschel stands as a paragon of innovation, so they claim. The pastor, the past summer they spearheaded, remember Hollywood in the pulpit? Remember I covered that? How gay was that, right? Hollywood in the pulpit. Most notably with Spider-Man-themed sermons. How'd you like your pastor to show up to church in a Spider-Man spandex outfit? That'd be cool. Now, you know, there's just some things that are super cool. But that's what I want to be known as. I want my people, my children, and, and the children of Old Pass Baptist Church, I want them to remember me running around in a stinking Spider-Man outfit. Life Church equates Hollywood films with the parables of Jesus and suggests that these modern fictions often littered with foul language, obscenities, and blasphemies are somehow laced with divine truths, just waiting to be unearthed by faithful exegesis. Never mind exegeting the scriptures, of course. No, no, no. Why would we do anything like that? No, no, no. That is so, that is so Old Testament. Why would we do anything like that? Not at all. Not at all. No, of course not. That We will not do that. Of course not. Why would we exegete the New Testament? Why, that would help people get saved. Why would we want to do that? We want to party and have a good time. We want them to know how cool we are. This silliness, while eye-catching to the many goats in their pews, raises serious questions about the motive of these mega churches. Is it to feed the sheep or entertain the goats? He thinks it's to entertain the goats. Right. Entertain the goats. You know what that reminds me of? And I keep getting reminded of stuff. What's the matter with me? Getting reminded of stuff like that. Let's see. I'll show you what it reminds me of. Let's see. Hmm. Let me find the exact thing that it reminds me of. I'll show you. Here's what it reminds me of. Let's see. That one... Good morrow, vicar. 
Good morrow, Mr. Thompson. Wondrous worship yesterday, vicar. Ah, thank you, Mr. Thompson. Loathsomely lacking in fresh new faces, however, which is odd when one considers the enormous influx of upstanding young families into our community recently. Odd indeed, Mr. Thompson, and I simply cannot fathom why we haven't seen better church attendance from them. Surely you'd expect more Christian behavior from a group of people who immediately fled their previous neighborhoods the moment that poor people move next door. Well then, vicar, you will be happy to learn that after much effort, I have solved this enormous enigma. You see, recently I commissioned a heterodox marketing firm with no understanding of what it means to be the church to help us become a more appealing church to the unchurched in our midst. Splendid use of congregational offerings, Mr. Thompson. And what did you discover? Well, Vicar, the first thing we'll need to do is change our name. Is your first name also Balthazar Bramblebutter Baxterbreath? No, Vicar, not our names. We must change the church name. Bright, blistering, bubbling squeak, Mr. Thompson. Whatever is wrong with being called Church of the Holy Redeemer? Well, Vicar, apparently people don't understand theological terms like holy or redeemer or even church anymore, so they don't care for names like ours, as such a name quite arrogantly indicates that they might actually need us to teach them something. I see. So then, we'll change the name to something entirely atheological. Goodness no, Vicar. You see, the same generation that has no interest in receiving a rich doctrinal education also has no patience for theological shallowness. So we must pick a church name that is somehow both meaningless and meaningful. Full. Right. Anything else in need of change? Yes, Vicar. With regard to our liturgy, apparently this generation doesn't like stuffy old traditions like chanting investments that make God seem rather imposing. However, they also don't like when we rob them of the divine ambiance they desperately crave when we try to comfort them with innovation and informality. Likewise, with regard to preaching, this generation desires profoundly practical sermons that can help them solve the myriad of problems they face in their daily lives. However, they also have no patience for overly prescriptive preaching that tries to control their behavior. Behavior. Right. So in order to reach this new generation, we must change our church name to something that doesn't mean anything, but also doesn't mean nothing. We must worship in such a way that it makes God feel both profoundly present and entirely absent. And in my preaching, I must fix all of their problems without ever telling them what to do. Do. Exactly. But whatever would that look like? Fig upon a Frenchman, I've got it! Come in, friends, indeed, we are the church you don't not need With our ancient new, new traditions that will heal your pure, your pure condition We've got all the, all the, all the, all the, all the... Well, that was unpleasant. Agreed, Mr. Thompson. Whatever just happened? Well, Vicar, it appears that after rebranding our church into an ebullient exercise in idiotic irreconcilability, we inadvertently ripped apart the fabric of the universe, were dragged through a myriad of alternate realities, fell into a black hole, and came out here on the other side. Ah, yes, that would explain your legs in my neck here. However, a small price to pay to win countless new souls for the Lord with our wondrously appealing, revitalized church experience. Actually, Vicar, nobody new showed up for the service. Well, that's ridiculous. We gave them 100% of none of all of the things they didn't not never want. I should probably stop saying things like that. Indeed. But why didn't any new people show up? Actually, we could answer that question for you. Very well. What say you, sentient Craig T. Nelson Legs? Well, since the Bible says that sinful man hates both Christ and his church, it's safe to assume that when unbelievers asked you to turn your church into a giant throbbing ball of oxymoronic idiocy, they weren't making a request. They were making an excuse. In particular, an excuse to justify not showing up after you failed 
world to meet their impossible demands. So you guys would be much better off if you remembered that there's nothing you can do to solve the problem of unbelief and just trusted that through your faithful preaching, Christ himself will find his lost little sheep and bring them into the church. And what say you about this, Mr. Thompson? We could do that. Or we could pridefully deceive ourselves into thinking that we'll eventually figure out the perfect rebranding formula the next time we ask someone who has no idea what the church is to tell our church how to be the church to people who hate the church. Right, that one was my fault. <laughs> okay, so I've got that tear in the space-time continuum. <laughs> okay, anyway, so you get the point, right? Let's just change the church to make everybody like the church, and then nobody will show up to the church. It's just going to be like the world. It isn't going to matter. Watch. The Super Bowl is coming, and that means those iconic commercials that we've been waiting for all year long are finally here. That's right. So you're waiting for these commercials all year long, and you got some chick in a jersey sitting next to you. It's just stupid. These people are so lame. They are absolutely the most lamest people in all the world. Give me somebody that has some truth to them that will give it to me and, and tell me the truth no matter if I like it or not. I can respect somebody like that. But somebody that is all fake and walks in there and some woman, Taylor Swift wannabe, comes over and is going to and is gonna do that. It's just stupid. It's so dumb. The Super Bowl is coming, and that means those iconic commercials that we've been waiting for all year long are finally here. That's right. It's time for 30-second theology, where we're taking a closer look at some of your favorite ads. But we have even more cool experiences for you and your family. Oh, yeah. We're going to have tons of food, tons of games, tons of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you bring yourself, your friends, your family with you, and experience 30-second theology at Life Church. 30-second theology? You have got to be kidding me. The Super Bowl is coming, and that means those iconic commercials that we've been waiting for all year long are finally here. That's the commercials are perverted. They're lies. They're wicked. They have they they, they they're sexual in content, many of them. The halftime shows are perverted. Right, it's time for 30-second theology, where we're taking a closer look at some of your favorite ads. But we have even more cool experiences for you and your family. Oh, yeah, we're going to have tons of food, tons of games, tons of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you bring yourself, your friends, your family with you, and experience 30-second theology at Life Church. Make sure you bring your friends and your family so you can experience 30-second theology. Well, you know what? I never promise anybody that I'm going to be short in my sermon. That I'm just going to like shorten it up or I'm going to be short. I just preach. And however long it takes, it takes. We don't have a schedule. I don't do that. Hey, I got, I got something for you. Here, uh, l listen to this. Here's the thing about this, okay? Hang on a second. Here's the thing. Why should you plan something else for Sunday other than being with God's people and spending time with God's people. I understand sometimes you got to work and, and there's things that come up that you can't control. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about generally speaking, why in the world would God's people want to be anywhere else on Sunday? Why would they? 
Why wouldn't they want to be amongst God's people spending time? We spend the whole day together. I didn't get home last night until like 10 o'clock. I mean, everybody else, we let out at about 7. We were a little later because we went and preached. But I didn't didn't get home until 10. Why would you want to be anywhere else? Why is it a... Why is it a selling point that I preach short to people? I preach 28-minute messages to people. Why should you have anything else to do? Well, you got to give God and his house and his people an hour a week or two hours a week. And that's it. And then you fill your entire week up with the world and everything in it. My goodness, that is so lame. I'm so tired of hearing people apologize. You're like, well, I'm not trying to be long. Really, I am. I'm trying to be long. I'm trying to be long. I am. I'm definitely trying to be long, okay? Maybe that's why I don't preach at a lot of places. Other churches and stuff. Why? Because I don't try to preach short. Like, it's not my goal. I don't try to shorten up my sermon as short as I can get it. Or time frame. It's just, it's unbelievable that it's like, that's your selling, that's your selling point to a bunch of goats that want to be entertained by shiny things. That's because you're entertaining a bunch of goats. Gideon is is going to be... Wait, he is three years old, right? Yeah, January. He's three years old. Gideon's three years old. He can sit better than adults can in church. He's three. His tension span is probably longer. Now, he's not sitting there listening to everything I'm saying. He's little... Right, But my point is, is that he's able to sit there. Our children in that church are able to sit there. They don't have to be entertained. Do I do fun stuff with them in the afternoon? Yeah, because I want to. I, I, I want to do that with them. And it's something that is separate that I do. But it's not... It's they're in, they hear every sermon that everybody else hears. They hear all the Baptist history. They hear everything. We don't dumb it down for them. We don't water it down. I have fun with them, ask them questions, teach them about Bible verses. I do that with them in the afternoon because I want to. I enjoy doing that with them. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's not a church service. It's not, it's not the assembly of the saints together like that. It's something extra that I do with the children. But I I don't understand this this absolute, well, I do understand it. It's just worldliness is all it is. It's you got to make the church appealing to the world. Well, Jesus Christ is not appealing to the world. Jesus Christ is not appealing to the world. You know, they, people don't want to be fed. They don't want to be fed the word of God. Like Jacob said, 
well, you know what? We are going to start churches by the grace of God and take and send men out there that preach the Bible to men. Right? You know, I it's just it's unbelievable to me. I don't want to be anywhere else. I don't and, and nobody there is like busting the seams to get out of there. My dad's 80 years old. My dad and mom sit there at 80 years old. They're sitting there the whole day. They're not racing out to get away from anybody. I don't have a time frame. I don't do that. And if you come to this church and you think you're going to, that, that I'm going to have some kind of time frame, and I'm, you, you got nothing coming. I used to have some lady that did that to me. Man, she came there a couple times. There's 120 people on this broadcast. Okay, dropped down to 118. Anyway, um, and she went, she went like this with her with her watch, right? And uh, just waiting to get out, or not, or waiting to put me on a timeline. That's a good way to get me to preach for another hour and a half. You know, it's just, it's the way it is, though. But these guys, they brag on how, how, how brief they can be. Great. Because, you know, people have a lot more they're supposed to be doing on Sunday, right? What exactly are you supposed to be doing on Sunday? Right? Now, so that was, that's the silly garbage nonsense that goes on in churches with the Super Bowl. By the way, there's church services that adjusted their schedule for their people to watch the football game. And that was a selling point to their church. That they had an earlier afternoon service. So... They could get out and watch the game. If we have an earlier service like that for some reason, or if we adjust our schedule, it's probably so we can go preaching somewhere. That's that's what we do. That's that's the purpose, right? It's not it's not to get out early so we can run home. I get it if somebody's sick, not feeling well, all that kind of stuff, right? I understand. But you know something? That's that's the direction that we see right now. That's the world, right? That's what the world does. 
Let's see. All right, let me see if I can find that one. Here we go. Now we're going to get into Roman Catholicism, the false antichrist Jesus that is represented by Rome. Okay? This is that Hollow is an app. It's a Roman Catholic app with a Roman Catholic false Jesus with a Jesuit coadjutor working for the Pope. Mark and Jonathan, the fake chosen Jesus guy working for the Pope. Doing the Pope's bidding. God, we take this moment just to give you thanks. We thank you for this time to come together as a family, as friends, and as a country. Help us, Lord, especially this Lent, to grow closer to you. Amen. Join us in prayer this Lent on Hallow. Stay prayed up. Okay, let's watch that again. God, we take this moment just to give you thanks. We thank you for this time to come. By the way, he paid for this on the Super Bowl. Where do you think he's getting his money from, huh? Together, as a family, as friends, and as a country. Help us, Lord, especially this Lent, to grow closer to you. Amen. Join us in prayer this Lent. On Hallow. Stay prayed up. Their little fake Jesus, right? We're going to talk about their little fake Jesus. I'm going to show you a video of this little Antichrist chosen devil. Right? Jonathan Rumi. You know, remember that was Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch right there? That's who that is. But this is when Jonathan Rumi and Dallas Jenkins of The Chosen meet Pope Francis, right? Look at that queer bag he's carrying. The Pope gives his blessing, right? Two years ago, he's given his blessing, right? There you go, right? 
So what you have here, what you have here is another Jesus that is represented. Right? And this Hallow app is a prayer and meditation app, which I'm going to show you the video of, where the false chosen Jesus, Antichrist, is represented. And they've connected the fame with chosen. That that fame with chosen is drawn in so many Protestants and Catholics and probably Baptists too to watch that and think, oh, this is a biblical movie. When all of it misrepresents who Jesus really is. Little children, it is the last time. As you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is the Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. This is that spirit of Antichrist, wherever you have heard that it should come. And even now already is it in the world. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and antichrist. But you say, but they believe in a Jesus. Yeah, but not the one in the Bible. Theirs is another Jesus. Theirs is another gospel. Theirs is another spirit. It's another spirit. The Bible warns us again. I try to warn you over and over again about false Christ. Matthew 24. That if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Mark 13, 22, for false Christ and false prophets shall rise and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. This is that Hollywood Jesus, that Masonic Jesus. Dallas Jenkins and the Mormons, the Mormons, uh, the Catholics, that ecumenical Mormon Jesus. That Masonic Jesus. Mixed with mysticism. The Mormons are a Masonic order. 
all controlled by the Jesuits and the Pope, the head of the mysteries. That's who they are. That's exactly who they are. Very dangerous people. Lying. It's Antichrist they are pushing. Now this to set this up. This is for him to sell sell his prayer app. This hollow prayer app. And the, the point of this app is meditation. People from the chosen guiding you through meditative prayer and all kinds of other things. You know, you don't need the church. You don't need the Bible. You don't need the Holy Ghost. You got this prayer app. Right? What the? Who are you? Hi, I'm your guide on Hallow, a prayer and meditation app to help you find peace and grow closer to God. I don't remember downloading you. Actually, you downloaded me several months ago, right around the time you downloaded TikTok. We all know how that panned out. Why don't we start with an E? Right? So, you know, making the comparison between TikTok and this Hollow app. You know, of course, this is more productive, right? Better than TikTok, right? This guy is this fruity metrosexual Jesus. That's what he is. He's a metrosexual, sexually appealing Jesus. You get it? That's what they're doing. They're they're trying to get you to appeal to the flesh of Christ. Easy five-minute daily gospel. Take a deep breath and focus your attention on God. Hallow makes it easy to build a daily practice of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, to build a daily practice of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Right? See how he did that? He's just indoctrinating into Roman Catholicism. It's just, he's literally taking Protestants. Baptist, apostate Baptists, Protestants, people that are interested in the chosen and indoctrinating them into Roman Catholicism. Amen. Okay, 
Now, this is gayer than AIDS right here. This right here is definitely gayer than AIDS. All right? Because now they're making you think that Jesus is into, into this weird chanting and uh, weird music. Weird, creepy, Gregorian chant, Roman Catholic garbage. Right? So you're stressed out? So what do you need? You need this amp. Beautiful. Right? Oh, it is not beautiful to me. It is just straight up gay. It is just queer. Like, there ain't no way. And notice who they're, notice who he's talking to. This fake Jesus figure is talking to the woman. Remember, she's in bed with her husband right there. And here's the man. He's talking to her. Hallow offers all kinds of calming spiritual music. Thousands of guided. Hallow offers. Calming music. Yeah, it is Hindu music. It's just the same thing. And then he said guided prayers. Guided prayers. Right? all kinds of calming spiritual music thousands of guided prayers meditations bible stories sermons bible in a year and best of all yours truly yeah it's like i'm with the actual jesus right then he says yours truly so he's leading that off the pot this dude is cashing in like you wouldn't believe here and best of all yours truly yeah it's like i'm so he's better than all the praying did you catch that he's better than the bible in the year he's better than all the praying he's better than all the singing he, this guy is such a he is an he is an egotistical right he's egotistical and antichrist to the core and best of all yours truly yeah it's like i'm with the actual jesus i'm not the actual jesus i just play him on tv oh, oh i know i know you know that is just absolute like this is roman catholic mysticism it is mainstreaming, mainstreaming Roman Catholic mysticism. Because look, that chanting and that weird, creepy music literally has nothing to do with Jesus, has nothing to do with the Bible, has nothing to do with Scripture has nothing to do with a spiritual walk with God. It has nothing to do with it. Right? But that's what they're pushing. 
That's what they're teaching. Dangerous. Mainstreaming around a personality, the cult of personality. Right? It's just mainstreaming around the cult of personality. Bible stories, sermons, Bible in a year, and best of all, yours truly. Yeah, it's like I'm with the actual Jesus. I'm not the actual Jesus. I just play him on TV. Oh, I know. I know you know. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So here's this guy interceding for you, right? This fake Jesus. This fake Jesus interceding. For, for he's, he's narrating all of the prayers. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be. Hallow can help you slow down and find peace, even on chaotic days, or as I like to call them, days. <laughs> Preach. Oh, I couldn't. I'm not prepared. Well, if you insist. <clears throat> Blessed are the... No, cool. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Just the figure of speech. Oh, you, you put me on the spot. I mean, I, I actually know the whole thing. I'll listen tonight. It has a build to it. That was just a... First... No. No, no, that's not... I'm not prepared. Well, if you insist, <clears throat> bless. Preach. Oh. So here's this woman, you know, just unbelievable. The dynamic of this, what they're doing with this, this is like, in my opinion, this is extremely. And people think you're just blowing this out of proportion. No, I'm not. I'm telling you the dynamic between this lady and this figure of Christ it it's creepy it should creep people out it should bother them that this dude is doing this remember he played Lonnie Frisbee right it, it's creepy hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be hallow can help you slow down and find peace even on chaotic days, or as I like to call them, days. <laughs> Preach. Oh, I couldn't. I'm not prepared. Well, if you insist. <clears throat> Blessed are the no, cool. No, that's not what I meant. Just a figure of speech. Oh, you, you put me on the spot. I mean, I, I actually know the whole thing. I'll listen tonight. It has a build to it. That was just the first. No. <laughs> I'm going to get At night, Hallow has sleep meditations, night prayer, and Bible stories to help you close your day with God. Let the weight of the day fall away. What in the world? Who'd want to hear some creepy dude reading to you that thinks he's Jesus reading to you like that? See, they're associating this character. Satan is. Whether you believe this is done by nefarious people, which I tend to believe, it's definitely done 
by Satan. Because when you consider all the symbolism that's involved with this and the way that it's being done, it is downright creepy. Let the weight of the day fall away. Give your cares and worries over to God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall... For Lent this year, instead of chocolate, give up worry and anxiety with a 30-day free trial of Hallow. Wow. So literally, this dude is making bank off of this. Instead of, you know, look, in true Roman Catholic fashion, in true Roman Catholic fashion, he's using ceremonies he's using lent he's using all those things he's using it to make money he's using it to build his brand that's what he's doing is that something Here's their channel. Right? Here's their big game commercial. Look at this. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek, find. To those who knock, it is opened. Hello, through God has changed my life. I was on the brink of depression and then I discovered this app. I'm a different person. It's such a beautiful feeling to feel happy, whole, abundant. I can't even describe it. The Advent Challenge brought tears to my eyes. Thank you for truly bringing me closer to Christ this Christmas. This has nothing to do with Jesus. So there you go. Right? Here you go. Hey, I know you're in the middle of something, but I wonder if you just take a few seconds to pray with me real quick. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, come to us now. Help us to surrender ourselves completely to you. Help us to listen to your voice, even when we're distracted or tired. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Thank you so much. I just want to encourage you that if you want to join me in more prayer, check out Hallow. It's the number one prayer app in the world. Number one prayer app in the world, he says. Right? Are you looking for something to do this Lent? Something to reignite your relationship with Jesus? Join me and millions of others on the Hallow app. Hallow is doing something I'm incredibly excited for. It's a 40-day prayer challenge for every day leading up to Easter. Te invito a que me acompañes a través de estos 40 días de oración, ayuno y penitencia en camino hacia la Pascua. Make this the most transformative Lent of your life. Download it for free today. God bless you and thank you. Roman Catholics. Roman Catholics. Jesuit coadjutors. Right? That's who they are. Look, the women are teaching theology. Catholic morning prayer. How to pray the rosary. Guided rosary. You see these people are being initiated into the Roman Catholic cult. The rosary is a prayer that always accompanies me. It is also the prayer of the ordinary people and the saints. It is a prayer from my heart, Pope Francis. Hello and welcome to Hallow's How to Pray series, where we will walk through, step by step, how to pray and draw closer to God. Today, we'll learn how to pray the rosary together. The rosary is a set of scriptural prayers in which we meditate. That's a lie. The rosary is not scriptural at all. Meditate on the saving mysteries of Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. When we pray the rosary, We seek to grow closer to Christ. We contemplate him through the eyes of Mary, his mother. Where does the Bible say you're supposed to contemplate Christ through the eyes of Mary, his mother? Where does the Bible say I'm supposed to grab beads and use beads like that? Right? Who shows us how to know and love him more deeply. Praying the rosary can help us find peace dedicate intentional time to God, and strengthen our relationship with him. They use the creepy, the creepy, breathy voice, right? They use the creepy, breathy voice to, you know, uh, get across their point. No, they're, they're, um, their, their point of, uh, of trying to uh, turn everybody into Roman Catholics, right? That's the goal, right? That's what their goal is. Is to turn everybody into a Roman Catholic. Uh, So any bit of Christianity, right? Any bit of Christianity, uh, or anti-Christianity in this case, that's what it's designed for. 
to set them up for that, right? To teach them that, show them that. To indoctrinate people in there. So you need an app to pray, right? So this app, this app is going to help you pray. Three hours of soothing ambient music to fall asleep. They'll, they'll teach you how to pray the rosary, right? Liam, thanks for being here today. Great to be here, General. Could you tell us a little bit about this new project you're doing? This is something I'm really excited to, to share with people. I'll be going through meditations, largely from C.S. Lewis, from Belfast originally, in partnership with the Hallow app, uh, which is this great prayer and meditation app. The content is um, it's pretty incredible. There's everything from growing in faith to what it means to love, to how we're called to learn to let go. Uh, it'll all be part of a Christmas and Advent challenge to help us to really grow deeper in our faith in this holiday season. For the folks who don't know what Hallow is, could you give them a quick overview? Hallow is a wonderful prayer and meditation app that helps people to build the daily habits of prayer and find real peace in, in their lives. I've partnered together with Hala for this project to help guide folks through some beautiful meditations and it'll be an honor to journey through them with the community on the app. So tell me about that joy and peace. So when you were narrating the meditation, did you find joy and peace as you prayed it? Meditative prayers, I think. You have to repeat them. You know, it's not just in one sitting. You say, oh, I've got it. It's it's. It's like prayer itself. The more you repeat it, the kind of deeper you go into it and the, the more profound the message is, you know? You focus. Okay, listen, check this out. This is mystical, uh, spiritual exercises, right? That's what this is, is mystical, spiritual exercises. It is the same thing that is taught by Ignatius Loyola. It is, it is Jesuit. It is... It is demonic. It is the mystics. We, we covered it in the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. That's what they're doing. Focuses, yeah. Focuses, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. What are you hoping that people who join alongside you will get out of this? My hope would just be that the people who join us uh, find a little more hope and peace in their lives. I'd also say this theme in the passages uh, we'll go through uh, on the importance of regaining a sense of wonder and how we're all called to be a bit more childlike, I think. Christmas is just such a beautiful time of the year to strive to regain that, yeah, that sense of wonder in our lives. So could you give us an example of one of your favorite passages from the project? Well, probably my favorite is the passage on love. It goes, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything in your heart will be wrong and possibly broken. Uh, he goes on to say that you can try and keep your heart safe and protect it. But if you do, it'll grow hard and cold. Uh, I don't know, I just thought that this point that, that, that your hearts were meant to love and be vulnerable, it, uh, it spoke very powerfully to me. Okay, so, so who is this man and, and what's this app doing? Well, it's very deceptive, right? Because it's not really telling you that it's Roman Catholic outright, is it? No. 
fact, it's using the Roman Catholic. That's why I can't figure out why people liked uh, C.S. Lewis, right? One of the one of the biggest things that I've ever had, our uh, biggest downloads numbers wise, that I have ever had. Um, let's see. Let's see. Most popular. C.S. Lewis. Who is C.S. Lewis? If you don't know who C.S. Lewis is, you need to find out who he is. C.S. Lewis, the Golden Dawn, Crowley, and Rome. C.S. Lewis, the real witch of Narnia. C.S. Lewis, a lion in a witch's wardrobe. Go back and listen to that. He, this man was a Catholic apologist. He didn't even know the gospel and he wasn't a Christian. Yet you have all these people that quote these guys. Ten years ago, I talked about C.S. Lewis. Almost 11 years ago now. 11 years ago. Or 10 years ago, excuse me. I talked about C.S. Lewis. Hard to believe it's been 10 years. But who is this Liam Neeson? Well, he's another Catholic. Working for the Pope. Neeson, an actor, was born in Ballymena County, Antrim. I don't know how to say that, but the son of a primary school caretaker, Bernard Barney Neeson, and a cook. His mother was born and raised in Waterford. He was brought up Catholic. He was named Liam after a local priest. So he's named after the priest. He has three sisters. He attended St. Patrick's College. St. Patrick. Roman Catholic. He said that growing up as a Catholic in predominantly Protestant town made him cautious. He was described himself as an out-of-touch-with-the-politics-and-history-of-Northern-Ireland-until-becoming-aware-of-the-protest-by-a-fellow-student-after-bloody-Sunday-a-massacre-in-Derry-in-1972. into whose free Presbyterian Church of Ulster he sneaked. He said Paisley had a magnificent presence. It was incredible to watch him just Bible-thumping away. It was acting, but it was also great acting and stirring. But he wasn't an actor. But he heard Ian Paisley. He joined uh, physics and computer science at Queen's. So here's this Roman Catholic, right? Working for the Pope. And what's he pushing? Roman Catholicism. Here we go. You looking? Want to look at something? Watch. 
Neeson was appointed officer of the Order of the British Empire. There you go. He was awarded an honorary doctorate from Queen's University, Belfast. So, you can see who he's working for through the different orders. Through Roman Catholicism. Right? Just another Jesuit coadjutor. Working for the Pope. Taking his orders from the Pope. And these are the characters that you have. This is the Christ that is represented by these people. Right? This is this is their Christ. This is this is who they represent. This is who they follow. And they have these the patron saint of lost causes, Saint Jude. Here you go. This is Roman Welcome Catholicism. Back to facts about the saints you probably didn't know. So today is the feast of Saint Jude, and he's a patron saint of impossible causes. So at first, Saint Jude did not have a great reputation because he was commonly mistaken for Judas. But due to his martyrdom, he became a saint right away. And right after he died, there were saints like Saint Bernard and Saint Bridget of Sweden who had visions and prayer where Jesus came to them and said, "Saint Jude is going to be a special saint of hopeless causes." Tradition holds that Saint Jude was the actual cousin of Jesus. Something else about St. Jude that I did not know is that the coin is depicted on his chest is actually an image of Jesus and there's a reason behind it. Actually a cloth where Jesus imprinted his face similar to the cloth that Veronica had. And this was in response to a king who requested healing. So for whatever reason, Jesus couldn't go and he sent St. Jude who brought the cloth with the face of Jesus. Where's that in the Bible? So here's these Roman Catholics teaching Protestants and mainstream Christians in America Teaching them Roman Catholicism and mysticism and phony stories, apocrypha stories. Right? And here's a Jezebel woman teaching the same exact thing. So you download this app. How many people, I wonder, how many people, how many professing Christians have this amp or this app downloaded? How many of them have this same app? Jesus to the king and he was healed immediately. Also, St. Jude's always shown wearing green. And this is because green symbolizes hope and renewal in the church. Another thing that he always is depicted with is this little flame above his head. And this is to show the importance of his presence at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles and baptized them in tongues of fire. Another really cool thing about St. Jude is that he was one of the first evangelizers who crossed the world with St. James and other the other apostles to bring the gospel message to people who hadn't heard it yet. If you're going through a tough time, I highly recommend asking CG to pray for you. Did you hear what she said? I highly recommend that you ask St. Jude to pray for you. So they're literally teaching on that prayer app, they're teaching you to pray to saints and have and ask saints to pray for you. This is all connected to the chosen. This is all, this is what's being promoted at the Super Bowl. Right? 
How many have this app? How many of those people, how many Christians have this app? Look, here's another one. Here's just straight up mysticism. Wicked stuff. Today is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. There are so many beautiful things about Our Lady of Guadalupe and St. Juan Diego and the whole story of how she came to the Mexican people. So there are beautiful things about Mary's message to Juan Diego, but I think the coolest thing is the incredible gift of the Toma. So the Blessed Mother appeared to Juan Diego, who was a convert to Christianity from the Aztec culture. And so she didn't just appear to Juan Diego to console him, but she asked him to go to the bishop to request a church be built in her honor on Tepeyac Hill. Because this was kind of a crazy request, of course the bishop didn't believe right away, but he asked for a sign. And after the second time that Juan Diego came back to Our Lady, she gave him the sign that he was asking for. He asked Juan Diego to pick a bunch of roses and take them to the bishop. He picked a bunch of roses and he gathered them into his tilma and took them to the bishop. And so it was already pretty beautiful because at that time it was almost winter and it was a miracle that roses were blooming. But that's not even the entire miracle. So when Juan Diego opened his toma, which is basically like a cloak-like piece of clothing, everybody was surprised. It was a beautiful image imprinted on the toma of the Blessed Mother in the form that she appeared to Juan Diego. And what's even crazier is that this toma cannot even be explained by scientists to this day. So this is the image. It has miraculously lasted in its original condition for over 500 years. The tilma is made out of cactus fiber and there's no reason that it should still be intact. Usually cactus fiber will decompose between 15 to 20. See, here's their relics. Here's their veneration of relics. Here's their veneration of of beads. Uh, Here's their veneration of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Here's their veneration of that Jezebel spirit, that sacred feminine spirit. Here's, it's, it's just more of that garbage. Same thing. It's not Mary. But again, this has been in perfect condition for over 500 years. Another amazing thing about the Toma is that it appeared just as it is right now, and Mary is standing on a crescent moon. And it was the same crescent moon that was in the sky the night of her apparition. And when Mary's eyes are examined with a microscope really closely, there's a reflection of all who were present when the Toma was unveiled, including the bishop and San Juan Diego. All experts who have examined this image of Our Lady have declared that it is inexplicable in human terms and it can only be supernatural, even those that aren't of the Catholic faith. There have also been incredible miracles to this day when people go to visit the Shrine of Our Lady Guadalupe or ask for her intercession. This is a great place to make a pilgrimage and I highly recommend looking into it. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. This is a great place to pilgrimage. So what are they doing? Praying to relics, praying to statues. What is this app? It is completely demonic. That's what it is. This app is demonic. That's just, that's all I can say to you, I guess. Is that, does that make sense that this app is demonic?
Okay, so here you go. So what is this? This app is a digital way to connect people all over the world and simultaneously lead them to devil possession. To pray, to pray to the saints, to pray to the host of heaven. It is literally digital witchcraft. It is antichrist to the core. That's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what they're doing. Right there in front of you. They're literally doing it right in front of you. And Marky Mark is doing it with a smile on his face, making big bucks. Right? Look at Fox News, the Jesuit coadjutors, the Knight of Malta, Rupert Murdoch, the, the Freemasonic Order, connected to the Pope and connected to, uh, to, uh, to Babylon, Mystery Babylon the Great. Look, he's going to promote it. Watch. I am rejected by others. I know. But not by the Messiah. Oh, it's family friendly. It's one of the best shows right now, The Chosen. You have to watch it. Actor Jonathan Rumi, best known for playing Jesus in The Chosen, has partnered with the prayer app Hollow, Hallow, for a special Advent challenge. And he joins us live in the studio. You've been on the program yeah. before? Yes. It's great to have you. Hi, guys. Oh, we're great so to be here. blessed to have you here. You play Thank the you. best Jesus. You just, your <laughs> eyes smile. You're just all about love. Thank and you. I feel like you actually do represent him very well. Congratulations. I feel like you really represent him very well. Really, lady? Really? They are so anti-Christ. Fox News is worse than CNN. Fox News is worse than NBC, CBS, and ABC. They are so stinking, deceptive, and wicked. How did you get started with your career? You grew up in New York. Grew up in New York. I went to film school. I worked behind the scenes for about 10, 12 years. And uh, during that time, I, I decided I wanted to start giving acting a try. And then uh, when, I, when I got really sure about it, I started booking some work. I thought, you know what, let me go where all of the, the projects are generated to begin with. So I moved to L.A. I figured if I could make it there, I could make it anywhere else in the business. And uh, struggled for about eight years and uh, finally hit it with The Chosen. And at, at one point, you did turn to God. You said, hey, give me a hand here. And it all turned out. Now, you have teamed up with Hallow. And mm -hmm. I've just put the Hallow app here. <laughs> and let me play it for today, because uh, today uh, kicks off the Pray 25 Challenge on the Hallow app. And listen to this voice right here. Hello, and welcome to Pray 25. Who's that? My <laughs> name is Jonathan Rumi. Well, it's you. It's you. Portraying <laughs> Jesus in the Chosen. So you and Liam Neeson, That's of all right. people, are the two most familiar voices on this app. Tell us about the app. So, uh, yeah, the Hallow app is an amazing app. Uh, it's the number one Christian app in the world. Uh, it's got 10,000 prayers, I think over 10,000 prayers, meditations, uh, Bible readings, scripture passages, um, music, uh, resources for, for anybody looking to grow deeper in their prayer right. life. I've been looking at it over the last two days, and it is beautiful. There's Whatever is going on in your life, if you yeah. need a prayer or something, you go right there. There's something for everybody there. All right. Yeah, if you need a prayer, you just go there. Why would you need a prayer? You pray to God. You don't need a prayer. 
you pray to God, you need to pray. You don't need a scripted prayer. You don't need a vain repetition. Right? What did Jesus say in Matthew 6, 7? But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be ye not therefore, be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. You pray without ceasing. The Bible says, the effectual, James 5, 6, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. You're to pray without ceasing. The Bible says prayer is a weapon. Ephesians 6.18, after you put on the armor of God and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Supplication is an entreaty, a humble and earnest prayer and worship. An earnest request. It's not repeating what, what the fake antichrist Jonathan Rumi fake Jesus is telling you or Liam Neeson the Jesuit coadjutor is telling you. These people are indoctrinating people into Roman Catholicism. They're taking on a devil seven times worse than the one that they had in paganism. They're watching the chosen. They're attracted to the Jesus of the chosen. They take on the prayer app. What do they do? They get indoctrinated into witches into witchcraft, into sorcery, into false worship. This is Antichrist to the core. That hollow app, app, that hollow app or hollow app, whatever you want to call it, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's absolute Roman Catholicism, mysticism, indoctrinated into Roman Catholicism. It's there to bring about Mother Church, to bring them back to Mother Church. And no Christian ought to have that hallow app. No Christian should have that app. No born-again Bible-believing Christian should. If you know people that have it, you better warn them. That's not biblical Christianity. That's not biblical prayer. That's not biblical Christianity. It's Roman Catholic mysticism and sorcery is exactly what it is. And let it be accursed. And so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be accursed. Over hill and plain, there comes a signal strain. Tis loyalty, loyalty, loyalty to Christ. 
His music rolls along, the hills take up the song of loyalty, loyalty, yes, loyalty to Christ. On to victory, on to victory, cries our great commander. the land through loyalty loyalty yes loyalty to christ come join our loyal throng we'll rub the giant wrong tis loyalty 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 to christ where satan's banners float we'll send the bugle note of loyalty loyalty yes loyalty to christ on to victory on to victory the land through loyalty loyalty yes loyalty to christ the strength of youth we lay at jesus feet today his loyalty 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 to christ his gospel will proclaim throughout the world's domain of loyalty loyalty yes loyalty to christ i may never march in the infantry ride in the cavalry shoot the artillery i may never the land through loyalty loyalty yes loyalty to christ loyalty to christ amen amen all right loyalty to christ that's right that's what that's what matters amen at the end of the day you know it's loyalty to the savior to jesus christ which giveth us the victory, right? The gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Very important that God's people know the Jesus of the Bible. That's why I preach so much on Christ and Him crucified. I talk about the, that's why I talk about the Antichrist so much and then tell you about Jesus and make very plainly, uh, make it plain for you to understand that you must trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. That it, it is the Jesus of the Bible. And, and not what the world has to offer. Because the, the Christ that the world has to offer is Antichrist. And it's it, dangerous, dangerous stuff. And we ought to, whenever that Antichrist spirit comes about, we ought to be ready to preach against it, right? Ready to warn people about it. So, anyway... I hope that was a help to you. I hope you understand it. I hope you can share that with others. You know, I, I should probably split that off that second hour and just use that called the Hallow. The Hallow prayer app is Antichrist and put that out there as separate. That would probably be good. That way it's a separate teaching there and then people will click on that and find it, right? All right, pray for our ministry. We will see you on Wednesday, Lord willing, 2 p.m. Central Time. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Time. I'm going to go for a walk and pray right now. It's beautiful outside. It's like 40 degrees. 
And uh, I'm going to go for a walk and do some praying, and then I'm going to go eat some homemade pizza. That's what I'm going to do. So, Lord willing, anyway, uh, you pray for our ministry. Pray the Lord would bless us, help us uh, in all that we do, and that God would guide us and direct our steps. But also, uh, if you'd like to give to our ministry, all right, uh, you can give to our ministry through our sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley page or Old Paz Baptist Church page there uh, on Sermon Audio. Click the Give button at the top there. Give a donation. You can give through there. Or you can go to the bottom of the screen and you can mail us something at 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Also, if you can't find that, you can go to oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, and you can click on pay, scroll down the page, PayPal, Venmo, or Apple Pay. Click on one of those. If you'd like it, you can give through that. If you can't, that's okay too. Pray and ask God to touch somebody else's heart that they'd be able to give if that's uh, the Lord's will. Amen? All right, everybody. God bless you. Uh, uh, Glad it was a blessing to you, and I hope it helps some people out there to understand, uh, you know, that Antichrist spirit. It better be able to be warned against it. See you all later.